right, you're good? Cool yep. stuff. Thank you. All right. Today on the show is Shauna Roche, founder of Shaw Roco Solutions, which is a rent-owned company that joint ventures with aspiring homeowners to help them safely transition from renting to owning. Shauna is also a contributing author of the groundbreaking new book, The Home Seller's Bible, for homeowners, agents, and investors. Shauna, welcome to the show today. Thank you very much, Mark. This is exciting to be here today. Well, it's great to have you, and also great to have you as a contributor on this unbelievable book, The Home Seller's Bible. You're, you're pretty excited that we're launching it now. Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, thank you so much for this opportunity. I mean, it was it was a great collaboration with all the authors, and yeah, it's pretty exciting for me. It's my first book. <laughs> it is pretty cool. <laughs> first of many, I hope. Yeah. Shauna, wh- why did you say yes uh, to this project? I mean, I'm so glad that you did. Rent to Own, uh, as when we first met, uh, can be a very dangerous place to go. Um, there's a lot of predatory rent to own uh, deals out there where it, they are heavily sided on the, the favor of the investor, and the person who just wants to buy their first house uh, aren't always able to, uh, and, and they end up uh, with the short end of the stick. Now, what had me interested in, and really excited about having you participate in the book is that you are the safe place to go so that somebody cannot get taken advantage of and have a win-win scenario. So what was your um, sort of your, your vision for contributing with the book and what was your your why for contributing? My why for contributing? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> when we first met and um, well, we were actually just talking about real estate and kind of like your background and my background. And um, then when you brought the opportunity at the book forward to me and we started talking about it, my why, what was going through my head at the time was like, wow, what an amazing opportunity to reach out to people there because there are so many people that, um, you know, can't qualify for a mortgage and do need some help and, you know, a couple, two, three years, four years to get their credit back on track. And like you said, there are there are situations where some people um, aren't doing the rent to owns, you know, like like I would call it the professional way and could take advantage of people. And so for me, it was important because I had done a couple Facebook lives on predatory lending. Right. And so my big why was to get out there that rent to own is actually a beautiful strategy if it's done right um, with the right investors. And um, it's it, at the end of the day, it's so amazing when you can help these families get into their forever homes. Now, each um, uh, rent to own business owner like yourself only has so much capacity before they have to uh, start bringing in joint venture partners, that sort of thing. Do you have room right now for any clients uh, if, if somebody wanted to uh, transition from renting to owning? Yes. Yes, I do. I actually, I've teamed up with a couple different investors. Okay. And so we work together on the projects. And for me, um, they come in because, yeah, like I said, I've, I've already qualified for so many homes um, myself. And then I do need to bring in um, investors as far as money partners and people who now can qualify for the credit as well. Um, I've also, because, <clears throat> excuse me, for myself, I, uh, <laughs> I resigned from my day job in September. And so that kind of takes me out of the ballpark as far as qualifying for mortgages because now I'm self-employed. <laughs> Right, yeah, it's a big difference, and those rules uh, got a little less kind. Yeah, exactly. So I do team up with other investors um, that I trust and that I work closely with one-on-one on on my rent-home packages. How far from uh, the Calgary area can can you go? Like, how far is your reach? Um, I like to stay in southern Alberta right now. 
just because then that way I can drive, you know, whether it's like Calgary, Lethbridge, Medicine Hat, Red Deer, because I do have a okay. property in Red Deer. And then I can meet with, um, you know, then I can meet, have one-on-one and build a relationship with the tenant buyers. Right. And if somebody wants to uh, purchase up in, say, Edmonton, do you have uh, partners up there yes. that you can steer them in the right direction? Yes, I do. I do have people up in Edmonton I know that I can I can set them up with. Okay, perfect. And uh, you, you've been really active with other ancillary courses. Um, uh, have you always been this self-help girl that's uh, trying to be the better me as much as you can, or is this a new thing? What was what was sort of the catalyst for that? Well, I kind of, I kind of, um, I did some self-help courses years ago, um, but I've been in the HVAC industry for 25 years, and I was really focused on the job. And every organization that I worked for, I was one of the top salespeople. So I was. Okay. I've always been very driven and an overachiever, <laughs> very motivated to, to be the best. And um, I traveled a lot with my job as well. And um, over the last you know years, taking my real estate courses and so on and so forth, um, I wanted to take all the courses to learn all the strategies and then decide which strategies to go with from there. And then it just from there, I, I went on a woman's um, trip last April just before we met. I just come back from my trip actually when we met. Um, and it was my first ever um, women's retreat, and it was absolutely amazing. I met 18 wonderful women that I spent a week with, and there was five different coaches there, and I'd never had an actual coach before. I've always just kind of, you know, done done me, <laughs> and so it was kind of nice meeting these coaches, and this, their programs that they had to offer, I was just like, so, oh my goodness, there's this amazing world out there. And so I came back and kind of went on a mission of taking, you know, signing up for all their different programs. I did a, um, a 10-week online um, speaking program. Oh, wow. How did that go? It was, it was really good. Um, there's, that was kind of the start part of it. The next part of it, um, from there, I can do like a live program. And so I might, I think I'm going to go down the road with taking the live and, okay. and seeing where I can go from there. My, my big passion right now is being a female in a male dominated industry for a lot of years. There's always, of course, you know, extra challenges. Right. And there's a lot of women out there who, um, who I call powerhouse women. <laughs> I have started my own Facebook group called powerhouse women. It's women empowering women. And I'm all about right now helping women just um, step outside of their comfort zone and being the best they can be and following their dreams. And, and so that was part of my motivation like to taking the speaking program was for me stepping out of my comfort zone and then to become a speaker and motivate women as well <coughs> as, um, you know, one of my other programs I took this summer was a manifesting course. Oh, wow. And um, it was something I've always wanted to do. And it was really interesting that most of my life I had been manifesting stuff. <laughs> I just didn't realize I was no, doing Not the it. stuff you want necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's life, it's such a mindset. It becomes your mindset. And when you're thinking certain thoughts, you tend to bring more of those thoughts on. So it was, it was, it was really eye-opening for me. And for, from there, then um, I'm taking a certification program for, um, to be a coach. Okay. Um, the Universal Laws coaching program. And so um, I'll be looking forward to setting up. I'm working right now and setting up a coaching business for that. And then as well, I took um, a practical numerology course. So down the <laughs> road, I wanted to start doing blueprints on numerology. So I really got into numerology. And yeah, it's just I just recently took my, um, my, went for my first Reiki session in August. <laughs> and then a week later, did a Reiki level one course. And yesterday, I just did my Reiki level two. And so a lot of self-healing and just, you know, finding out, coming from a place of love. 
versus fear and just trying to be the best me I can be right now. And that's that's kind of been where I'm going. And and I like I said, I left my I resigned from my job in September because I just I'm I'm on such a path of personal growth that it was time for me to just kind of break free and do my own thing. When did it start? When did this um, uh, personal growth, when did you kick it into overdrive? I kicked it into overdrive the, I would say it was the beginning of May. Beginning of May. Yeah. So you're you're all in all at once. Yeah. <laughs> Just giving her. Very much so. Do you uh, find that it's a bit of a challenge, a bit of an oxymoron almost to be within the, the, the corporate environment to have a job and to be your best? Can you do both? I think it depends. It really does depend because um, it depends where you're at in your life and where your mindset is as well. Because, um, you know, I loved my job. I loved my, my contractors I worked with. It was just, it was also an environment where, you know, there, there, there's always, um, you know, like negative stuff will come up and issues and so on and so forth. And when you're really, for me, I just, there, there was such a big difference in, in where I was at that point in my life and where I was going. Mm-hmm. That I, for me, I found it difficult to mesh the two together. So um, I just talked with my husband and made the decision that it was time to resign from my job and focus on, you know, on my real estate business, my coaching business. I also, um, I started like a digital marketing business. So a few, few other things on the go that I just wanted to, that I really am passionate about and wanted to see where I go at this stage of my life. Are you familiar familiar with crab bucket theory? No. So the, the story of the crab, a young boy sitting on the boat, and his dad told him to watch the bucket of crabs. Why, Dad? Just watch the damn bucket of crabs, all right? And so he's watching the bucket of crabs, and uh, he, he did notice that one of the crabs kept trying to escape. And just as it was about to escape the bucket, the other crabs would reach up and grab it and pull it back in. And so after watching this happen all day, so what did you notice? And said, so, well, this other the crabs wouldn't let the one crab that was smart enough to get out of the bucket uh, wouldn't let them go. They just it was the weirdest thing. And he says, and "That's right, son. And that's and that's life. As you try to grow, there's going to be others always trying to pull you back into the bucket so that you don't ex- exceed them, so that you don't do things that make them feel small. As you were crawling out of your bucket, was anybody trying to pull you back in? Yes, yes." There's a couple of uh, names that pop into your head, that, I would imagine. That definitely happens. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's for me, it's been like that a lot of my life, just because I have been so um, motivated and driven and, and being in a male-dominated industry that when, as a female and being very successful, when you're always trying to, you know, reach for the top and there, there, there's always been that that yeah. exact analogy <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, ex- I'm experiencing that right now but it's uh, and we always will as we're mm-hmm. trying to grow as we're trying to do something bigger and better yeah. this very podcast yeah. I have some detractors <laughs> uh, people that are poo-pooing it um, and the book as well yeah. um, but that is always going to be the case yeah. and it's actually it's a really good sign that you're onto something good and the more pushback you get from people going book uh, it's a little book how many pages is it? is it a little book you know and they're, they're trying to shit on your book <laughs> <laughs> and uh or a show like this or whatever it is that you, that a person wants to do you're going to have those detractors but it's always the same reason 
yeah. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. They're they're not high enough uh, at the top of the pyramid to be a supporter instead yeah. of a detractor. The reason they're being a detractor is because you are threatening their ego. And all we're trying to do is our best. Yeah. And yeah. trying to have some fun. This is a short ride on this rock. And just trying to not waste this time that we are given because we don't know how much we have. Yeah. Oh, that is so true. And the fact that you said that, I mean, it is just so true. And I mean, you got to be so proud of yourself, what you put together with this book. Sorry. <laughs> yes, and these even... condenser mics are pretty sensitive. <laughs> You've been kicking the table a little bit with your nerves. <laughs> my first time. But yeah, okay. I mean, you do. You got to be proud of yourself, Mark, because the book and your podcast, like like just what you've accomplished too. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And I, I just, I love success stories. And I, I'm just so, um, that's just the thing when you said ego. And that's been my big um, thing this whole past five weeks is one of the, what's really kind of stuck in my head is when thoughts come in, it's like, hey, ego, love you. I hear you. Go sit mm-hmm. in the corner for a while. Heart's <laughs> going to take over because she knows what, you know, heart knows what she wants. And, and not let those thoughts get to you. And, and that's exactly it. Um, when people are you know, jealous and insecure and, you know, and they, they look at you and they're like, oh, I wish I could be like that. And, you know, and the certain things and yeah, their ego takes over and that's exactly it. And to have the mindset to say and think about it and go, you know what, that's okay. That's where they are. This is where I am. This isn't going to detract me. I'm going to keep on going and being the best I can be. It sounds like you're referring to the Eckhart Tolle framing of ego, not uh, the Freudian ego. Um, you read Eckhart Tolle's books? No, I actually I haven't. <laughs> well, uh, I think you might enjoy them. Um, you're, you're reminding me of uh, A New Earth. A New Earth is, the bulk of it is on ego. And he frames it as, just like the, the old Roadrunner cartoons, uh, there'd be the devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other shoulder. Well, he's, he, he frames that in a similar way. And the devil is your ego. And, your, and, and the angel on your shoulder is your higher self trying to say, yeah, that might be fun, but it might not be a good idea. You know, you're going to regret it. <laughs> Come to the light. And um, uh, so he frames the ego as a demon, as an actual beast, uh, um, a sentient beast that feeds off of negativity, that feeds off of fear and sorrow and anger. And the more you feed the beast, the stronger the beast gets. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how you go into a, a downhill spiral. Um, and it's, it's funny, the people that uh, are accused of having a giant ego, accused, I don't know if I'm guilty, but I've been <laughs> accused. Hope I'm not guilty. Um, uh, the, the, the same people that are accused are often, it's exactly the opposite. Um, it's their insecurities. Ego is the root of all assholes. Yeah, there you go, hey. <laughs> it yeah. really is. That's that's my Marcanism for the day. <laughs> I love it. Ego is the root of all assholes, and it <laughs> is, which is why, for the most part, uh, although it's not always easy, if somebody's being a dick, yeah. I actually feel bad for them. Or, or if they're, even if they're being mean to me, um, I just distance myself and I feel bad for them because I know what it is. Um, the number one human emotional need is affirmation. And when you're not getting it, ego kicks in and starts pouting. Yeah, I want my affirmation. Give me my affirmation. (laughs) And uh, if it doesn't get it, it starts acting up and causes all kinds of chaos in your life. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. As you were saying that, it made me think of um, how, yeah, I love that. Because even for me, um, 
my years ago there was I don't know about five years ago I was going through some stuff at work and it was interesting because my sister-in-law um she lives in Cold Lake and so they came and visited us for a weekend and we were chatting away and I was kind of you know having that moment you have a glass of wine and you're you're just like okay this is what's been going on and you're really upset and then she turns around she looks at me and she's like you know what Shauna kind of like deal with it because you have a personality that's larger than life and this is going to come at you all the time. Yeah, and just the way it is. It was so interesting because, you know, it stuck in, in my head because I always just looked at myself, well, I'm just me. Like, why are people intimidated and scared by me? Like, I'm me. Like, you know, and my husband would always say, oh, my God, you got a heart the size of Texas. And I'm like, yeah, well, other people think I'm blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. You don't talk about my heart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was funny because I was just recently um, at an event called Shine Live. Um, and there was, I think, 180 women in Kelowna. And oh, it's wow. put on by Chantelle Adams, a beautiful event. So all these women come together, and there's entrepreneurs. Uh, they're all entrepreneurs, and, you know, there's 23 speakers. And this one lady got up and talked, and she was this little – she was, like, this adorable lady. And she had this really, really tiny voice. And uh, her name's Nadia Finer, and she wrote a book. It was – what was it called? Big – Small Voice, Big Business? Small Voice, Big Business. Yeah, and she's so amazing. And after talking with her, she was like, you know what? Take that one thing that, you know – like for her, it was her little voice that, you know, people made fun of her whole life. And then she took it and she made something so big out of it. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah. And then I said to her, I'm like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take my larger than life personality <laughs> and I'm just going to make something of it and I'm going to go with it. And, you know, I'll just like, it is what it is. I am who I am. Take it or leave it. Like I'm not, things don't get to me anymore like that. I don't, I don't let it get in. It's like, this is who I am. So... I've always been fascinated with uh, the rarest of breeds, the late bloomers, uh, of which I consider myself one. Uh, still recovering, I, uh, I was doing really well um, social status-wise and financially-wise uh, about 10 years ago, and then it all came crashing down. Uh, well, 2011, uh, lost everything. And I thought, all right, uh, <laughs> here we go. This is going to be a hill and a half. Yeah. And in, um, in rebuilding, and it, what's interesting is you're not really starting from zero. You're not, mm-hmm. you know, because there there is something out of what you went through that that if you don't whine about it, if you if you look for the good bits and don't hang on to the bad parts, it's like wait a second, I am older and wiser. Like I'm way <laughs> smarter and more confident, and uh, I can do it a b- better job of it this time, better, faster more solid, yeah. more stable, more sustainable, and more enjoyable. And that's part of what this podcast is. So if yeah. I'm going to be building my real estate business, I'm still a realtor, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> but the more exposure I can get with this, the more people are familiar with me, the uh, more people that are more likely to go, yeah, I, I saw you there. You're, you're not a complete dick. Maybe I'll, I'll consider you as a realtor. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, but And that's it. Like anything that you can do to increase your brand, you know, whether it's this show, it doesn't matter if it's directly related or not. It's relevant. Um, case in point, Dr. Jordan Peterson. Uh, do you follow his work at all? No, I haven't. So uh, uh, Jordan B. Peterson, he's an Alberta boy from Valley View, Alberta. Oh, wow. And <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a local yokel, small town guy. Um, and he's a late bloomer. Well, sort of, of sorts, as far as fame is concerned. I mean, he's been a very successful guy. But he wasn't discovered until he was like 54 and all of a sudden um, uh, because of a bit of controversy and a couple of things that he was saying about um, uh, transgender folks not mean stuff Mm -hmm. but of course it was reported as mean stuff it's like no it's not mean stuff (laughs) Um, uh, 
yeah, he became very controversial and people started bringing him on TV shows and podcasts and whatnot. I wish I had my podcast, what I could have got him when you could still get him. You can't good. get him anymore. <laughs> and uh, although I did put in a request, so fingers crossed, Jordan Peterson, if you're watching, <laughs> please be ish, a guest on the Mind Kijo <laughs> podcast. Um, but this tour that he's doing, uh, everything that he does, and they're talking about uh, everything from transgenderism to um, identity politics, Trump, because who doesn't talk about him? Um, but his book, The 12 Rules for Life, is the number one bestseller in the world. Oh, wow. Without talking about the book. Because you're interested in him. You're interested in what he has to say. And uh, because of that, the book is just a natural transition. So he's not just like, I'm not directly going, hey, I'm the best realtor in town. I don't know if that's the truth, but I might be the <laughs> nicest. We'll see. Um, uh, your favorite local realtor, Mark Mankey. Um, but through, through all of this exposure or the Oak Tokes Business Association, which we still have to get you out to, <laughs> still got to get out there. We're doing drinks, um, I think on the 12th or the 13th, we're doing an evening one. Make sure you're there for that one. Yep. I'll be here. <laughs> yeah, you betcha. So, um, What's next with the book? Uh, you're talking about filling rooms and doing speaking gigs. Uh, now, are you going to be doing that as the coach or as Shaw Rocco? Uh, is, is the book still going to be, be a useful tool for you? Yes, the book will definitely still be a useful tool for me. Okay. Because I like the way it's called, like, Home Seller's Bible. Whether or not, excuse me, with my real estate investing, I still think it's a great tool for like anybody who owns a home or is thinking of buying a home or you know like we said like for even realtors or, or investors to read so um and because i'm proud of it <laughs> it's my first book it's exciting you know so um whatever um i do inside and out like if i you know coaching programs or standing up or whatever like i will be promoting the book and telling everybody about the book because i do think that it's it's so diverse for so many different people that it isn't just to you know like for me to focus on with my shot roco Right. So, it'll, you know, I can use it in my Shauna Roche brand. Right. So even as a coach, and you're not going to be a real estate investing coach necessarily, although you may be. I may be. Maybe. Yeah. Are, is that the lane that you're thinking you're taking, or are you looking more at general life coach stuff? Well, I'm kind of looking at both, because the thing is, when I, when I started um, going down the road of all this personal growth, you, you kind of think, well, here's how I can go with it. But for me, what I'm kind of doing right now um, with the people I'm meeting and all the women out there is is I'm putting myself out there and I'm really empowering other women and talking with other women right now. I'm finding out what, what, I, what value I can bring to them. Right. And, and as I'm meeting more women, I've had some saying, you know what, I would love it if you could just, you know, do like a little mastermind and teach us about real estate investing. And at the time, that didn't even really pop into my head. And so um, I can see like both lanes of where I'm going coming together. Okay. Because there are also a lot of women entrepreneurs who um, have been very successful and they're coming to me again for, for advice on, you know, on investing their money. As well as, you know, there's also a lot of women I'm meeting that are, you know, going through divorces and other things like that where they're like, okay, tell me about your rent-to-home program because now I'm in a situation where, you know, so, so both they're kind of, my my worlds are kind of coming together and it, it all works yeah it does all work and it's interesting because um 
a lot of women I know who who are in this path, whether it's a spiritual path, a coaching path, like whatever path they've gone down, um, you know, like I'm talking to them and, you know, it's like been like a two or three year process to get to where they are and, and, and stuff. And so right now I'm just I'm kind of enjoying my journey and not not stressing myself out over what do I need to put together? What kind of programs do I need to do and so on and so forth? So I'm just kind of taking the time to to absorb and sit back and go, okay, here's here's where I really want to go with it. Because my mindset is completely different than it was four months ago. Because of the courses you've been yeah. taking. Uh, any particular course that you found uh, was the big booster for you? Like, was it one standout of all the courses that you thought you got the most lift out of for where you were at that point in your life? Um, well, it was kind of, it's a combination of all of them because I've been working with, um, like, mindset coaches okay, and um, emotional healing coaches, too. So it's kind of been, it's been a combination of all of them, which is kind of why I did five things at once. <laughs> Right. Because it all, there was parts of where I was in my life that it was like, okay, yeah, I really need some guidance here. And for someone who never had a coach before, um, I was open to, to, to a lot of different things. And same thing like um, with my Reiki healing and so on and so forth. And like you were talking about um, um, Edcar, T. Edcar, is it? Edcar? I said it wrong. Uh, Eckhart, Eckhart T. Harv Eckhart. T. Harv Eckhart, thank you. Yeah, The Millionaire Mindset. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't read that one. And a lot of the books that I've been reading lately are like Gabby Bernstein, The Universe Has Your Back, and um, Light is the New Black by Rebecca Campbell, and um, A Lady in Calgary. Um, oh, my goodness. Um, Casey, um, what's her last name? Casey, oh, sorry, Susie Casey, um, Belief Repatterning. Patterning. Mm -hmm. So belief repatterning. So just like, and there is affirmations in there like you talked about. Mm -hmm. um, and it is about just really repatterning like your belief patterns and taking it from, you know, um, old beliefs into new beliefs. And, and so I've been on such a journey of just finding out who I am and where, where I want to go that right now I, I haven't really decided exactly specifically what what i'm going to be putting out as far as coaching courses or programs or working one-on-one -on -one with people um right now i'm just like i said i'm just kind of enjoying the journey and um i'm thinking come january i will kind of have more of laid out where i want to go because i've been having people come to me and ask me different areas like i've had one you know a few people come up to me lately and they're like can you put on like a sales course of some kind and just teach us how to sell ourselves because we don't know how to sell ourselves and i'm like well you're the value added you have to, you know, and, and so then you, you start talking to people, you know, women for me, and it's like they're launching their own programs, but they don't believe in themselves. Yeah. Right? And so they don't, they don't see the worth in themselves, and they don't see them as the value added, and that they're the ones building the relationship. And that's, that's part of stuff that just comes natural for me. People are picking out and saying, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? So I've just been kind of taking notes and going, okay, there's a lot more stuff I can offer here. So now, you know, like I said, it just takes some time for me to go, okay, here's where I can put something together. Here's where I can put something together. Here's where I can put something together. Okay, now let's run with it. Coaching is um, uh, an interesting field. I got my coaching license in 2011 or whatever. Never kept it up. I just did it for as a personal development thing. I never actually planned on having a coaching business, but I was certified. I got it on the wall and everything. 
but um, uh, there was just something about it that, w- that wasn't grabbing me. So f- for yourself, um, uh, you must be at the top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs because you're at the self-actuation bit at the top uh, where you're feeling pretty good about yourself and there's overflow from your cup, so you want to share. Mm-hmm. And, and that's is that uh, accurate on why you want to coach? Because you, you want to share what you found and... And, and help others? Yeah, very much so. Um, my whole life, I've always wanted to help others in one way or another. Like with even with real estate vesting, you know, there was like all these different strategies I took in so many different ways I could have went with it. But I, I really decided to specialize in rent own. Can My tagline is helping Albertans become homeowners. And I've always just had this need to help others in one way or another. And then to find out that like, you know, for me, I was kind of like, my life was like, life started at 50 for me, you know, it was like, as soon as I turned 50, I was just like, wow, I'm going off in this new direction. Another late bloomer. (laughs) Exactly. Totally a late bloomer. And there's all these wonderful people I'm meeting that just my life experiences and my story um, can really, it can help them. And you, you mean when you turn 50, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's funny. I'm so not hung up on age. <laughs> so many people get hung up on age. It was like when I turned 30, it was like a big party. When I turned 40, you know, I had friends like wanting to hide. And I said to my husband, oh, let's have a big barbecue, like have a hundred people. And, yeah. and, you know, and same thing when I, when I turned 50, it was just like, to me, I just, I celebrate life and it's, it's, it's a journey and where I am today. I, I love, I, I wouldn't go back. I totally, where I'm at today, I'm like, and so a lot of your mindset too is as you get older and as you learn different things, you handle things better. <laughs> not yeah. everything's life and death and not everything's, you know, you just, I love my mindset where I'm at today. So, so if you're going to get bit by a vampire, you'd, you wouldn't have wanted that to happen 10 years ago. Like now would be a good time. <laughs> so any vampires out there that can put us in a suspended animation so we don't get any older. Yeah. Start chomping. I'll be an undead. No problem. Right about here. Have a good chomp. Yeah, exactly. So what's next for you then, Shauna? Um, What's next? Hmm, Good question. And why the Reiki? I wanted to, to circle back to that. Um, you're like with all the stuff you're you're going on, that's a little bit more direct and um, as far as personal development and wealth accumulation, and then Reiki, which I'm not making fun of, by the way. I'm mm-hmm. actually a big Reiki fan. I enjoy Reiki treatments and cranial sacral. I respond r- quite well to it. Yeah. So I'm 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 a believer. <laughs> but um, why that direction? Uh, it seems almost counterposed to different business uh, ventures. Well, it's interesting. Um, I've I never even really heard of Reiki before, like till six years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I had um, I went and saw a spiritual healer that was advised to me through a friend, and um, it was when my dogs passed away, and wow. I was having a rough a rough go with it. And um, so anyway, and then and she was talking about Reiki, and I was like, oh okay, you know, we're, you know, and this is, goes back to the whole manifesting thing. And I and I kind of went okay, and then um, spent three days with her, and then she's like, "Oh my God, you know, like you could do Reiki. You have healing hands. You have this. You have this." And I just kind of went, oh, "Okay, that's the whole world. Like I'm, I'm good." <laughs> what the <laughs> hell are you <laughs> talking about, witch doctor? <laughs> yeah, totally. And that was like six years ago, and I laughed because at that point I was like, "Oh yeah," like I was intrigued by it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, in my fifties, I'm going to be a spiritual healer in my fifties." And I was joking around about it, and then um, this summer um, I was reading several books, and the word Reiki kept coming up. And then I would hear people talk about Reiki, and I was like, you should go do a Reiki session. It's like when you buy a new car, all of a sudden you look around, everybody's got the same damn car. Exactly. So then I was like, hmm, I need to find a Reiki person. <laughs> and so I Googled Okotoks, because I live in Black Diamond, so I Googled Okotoks, um, and this lady, this amazing lady came up, Kara Marshall, and she's in an anchorage right by my house, 
and she's a Reiki master, and, and she does lots of wonderful things. Um, so I went to her house, and from the first moment I met her, I was just like, I was just felt this connection. And um, so, yeah, I did the one Reiki, and we started really talking about Reiki and um, the healing, you know, the healing side of it, like the energy work, and, and I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And so I decided to take my level one just just to help for myself. And, and that's and what, about 300 bucks, 500 bucks, something like that? Well, with her, she teaches classes, so mm -hmm. um, it's like a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, I decided to do a private session because I just wanted to learn with just me there. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it was like $100 more to do a private session. Okay. So for my level one, and then, um, and then I was just working with her and doing a healing session like once a month, and then two weeks ago I said to her, I said, I, I want to do my level two. I want to go to the next level with it. So for me, um, it's just really opening myself up. To the you know to the universe to energies coming in you know it works with my whole manifesting you know just everything it's part of um, where I where I want to go um, as far as like even working with my co my coaching program and then working with women you know because I've been you know I've been hearing so much about Reiki now and it's interesting because as I put up my Reiki level two um, people on my Facebook page are coming through and they're like oh you can do distance Reiki now like sign me up and. You know, and there's something uh, for all the people that are going rolling their eyes right now, or maybe yeah, th really thinking about hitting pause on this. Um, uh, as an example, interesting example uh, up north, I'm sure she won't mind me mentioning, uh, but Trina Hodges, when she was young, was a Reiki practitioner. Reiki and I think reflexology as well. I can't remember, but anyway, she was definitely a Reiki master, and she ended up going into real estate, mm -hmm. and that girl. Hit the ground running like unbelievable, and uh, she's doing unbelievably well, like one of the top ones in the country kind of deal. Uh, now she's partnered with a lady, Megan Moore, uh, super nice girl, um, woman, I mean. <laughs> and um, uh, but she she had her office. Trina Hodges had her office right across from mine at the Remax office up in Shirt Park, and she'd say. Things like, I'm just opening up to the universe. I'm like, oh, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but um, but obviously there there is something to it because holy smokes. I mean, um, I, I won't say what her income level is, but yeah. <laughs> uh, um, it's significant. It's, mm -hmm. it's not trivial. Yeah. Uh, she's doing extremely well. And uh, more importantly, uh, her clients freaking love her. Yeah. Oh, they, and I, I'm sure it's the same with Megan. Megan's great. But uh, uh, the clients absolutely love them. So instead of burning the field, like so many did, um, when Terry Pranich was in, I wonder what his, he was one of the biggest in the world, uh, top five uh, Remax guys in the, the whole planet oh, at one wow. point, which is freaking significant. Um, and he's always bopped around in, the, in those uh, elite echelons. But if I was to guess his uh, repeat business rate, oh, 15% maybe, Oh, wow. You know, would be my best guess, yeah. and uh, Terry's free to correct me on that. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think he'd be too cranky. He's out of the business now. <laughs> but he's doing other things. But um, uh, so around 15%, and I would bet that uh, Trina and Megan are probably at, a, at like 75% retention, if not better. You know, uh, but it's be, so that's, that's, that's also the choice. Just because somebody's a giant producer doesn't mean that there's somebody that you're going to be happy with to go back again and again and again. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, uh, yeah, it was down to, down to Reiki and, yeah. <laughs> and law of attraction and opening up to the universe and all that sort of thing. So 
I, tr I try to be practical <laughs> in my uh, decisions to do this and, and, and to do that, but there, there's something to it. Well, you know, it's, it is, and it, it goes back to like belief repatterning and then also, you know, being open up. Because for me, I, um, for a lot of years, just very high energy but very kind of also a nervous energy kind of mm. thing. It was just like, oh, go, 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 right? And now it's like, when people haven't seen me in six months that know me really well, they're like, oh, my God. It's like I still have a lot of energy, but it's like calm, and it's more controlled energy now. Because cannabis is legalized now. <laughs> Actually, I know. Try that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need it now. I got Reiki. <laughs> I'm good. Balanced right out. <laughs> I'm good. And it makes some <clears> – sorry. Back to what we were saying, like, you know, coming from a place of love. Mm -hmm. versus ego and opening yourself up and, and your energies and your chakras coming in line. And, and this was all stuff that, you know, six years ago, I was like, okay, whatever. But now that my life is where, where it is today, and that's why I'm so, um, I'm opening up to, to trying new courses and new programs. And, you know, because for me, I'm like, hey, there's a whole world out there. Like, there's stuff that's intriguing me. So I'm just going for it. And, and it's, you know, I have a girlfriend where she's like, you're like, here, you're here, you're here, you're here, you're, you're like everywhere. And I'm like, isn't that a typical woman? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Juggling flaming chainsaws uh, with yeah. a blindfold on? Like, Isn't that just what girl, the, the, the ladies do? Yeah, like all the women in my life are like that. <laughs> I said, but when, you, when you've lived as, as a woman for, you know, 25 years where, you know, it's been in, in a male environment, so you're, you're thinking and, and a lot of your stuff is linear and then it is like take action. You know, you come up with the idea, so you create it and then you take action on it. Um, and it's just been, that's been my whole life. And now all of a sudden to be opening up to all these different opportunities. And like I said, I never even had a coach before. <laughs> so what were the benefits of being in a, in a heavily male environment? Uh, did you, so you're, if, if I heard you just right just now, um, you learned to be more action oriented. Was for, that, was that a byproduct? Yeah, I think, well, for me, I grew up with three brothers Yeah, and a dad with a welding shop. So I, I was heavily in male environment my whole entire life yeah. and then you know being and, and stuff comes back to like the belief of pattering to when you were a little kid and so as a little girl you know I'd been told over and over well you can't do that and I'm like well why can't I do that well because you're a girl and so my whole you know when you're young and you're told I can't be do that because you're a girl you kind of get to a point where you're like oh no I'm going to do that and I'm going to do it better than any boy so so that's so instead <laughs> of letting it uh, uh, put the ceiling on you, you're like, screw you. Yeah, totally. You know, watch me go. Totally. And you, you, you used it as a fuel. Yeah, I did. I used it as a fuel my whole entire life. And and um, originally, um, for a lot of years, I wanted to be a hairstylist. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so I went to Nate, and I'm actually a journeyman hairstylist, a beautician. Um, but then I was in a car accident, and when I was 21, I had to stop um, being a hairstylist because I hurt myself in three places and I was told like I just couldn't do it anymore it was not good for my back or my neck so I had to figure out what I was going to do with my life right <laughs> so, so I was like um and I wanted to be her like when you want to be something since you're a little child and then it's kind of taken away from you it's like hey what am I going to do and so went down another path and then I ended up moving to Calgary and then next thing you know I ended up in the HVAC industry like and it, where'd you move from from Edmonton. From Edmonton, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm so, one of those, too. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I, used to, I used to think that it was more dangerous to wear Oilers gear in Calgary than it is to wear, but it's not. Yeah. It's the other way around. <laughs> uh, wearing Nobody wears Flames gear in Edmonton. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> you know, nobody cares about the, the CFL teams. They're not quite so passionate about it. But for, for hockey, you don't wear a Flames yeah. hat in, <laughs> in Edmonton. 
but everybody wears Oilers hats down here. My kid does going to school. Nobody gives him a hard time. Oh, wow. You know, and I don't know why, because the Oilers suck so bad right now. <laughs> God, they're just sucking that up. Uh, Flames are uh, are doing really well in the league right now. Hmm. But uh, I'm, I, I'd am i almost be worth my life admitting in, in Edmonton, Flames are my second favorite team. I'd be like, <gasps> no, you're supposed to hate them. No, I don't. It's, it's all Alberta still. They're my yeah. second favorite team. If uh, the Oilers are knocked out of the playoffs, it's uh, then I'll, I'll secretly and quietly in a closet uh, watching the game on my phone. Go, go Flames! <laughs> <Go> flames. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but for me, so um, <clears throat> so when I came to Calgary, um, I'd worked for a real estate appraisal firm in Edmonton for several years, and when I moved to Calgary, I just decided to try something new and. And there was this opening um, in a company called Southampton Train at the time. Well, they're still called that. No, I think they're called something else now. <laughs> anyway, so I just started in the, the, the HVAC industry, you know, from the bottom and then worked my way up. And I was in marketing and I went to university in my 30s to take marketing. And then I moved into sales because I wanted to do sales. Then I was outside sales for years. And it was just interesting because... I'd been so used to um, being around men that it it was being in a male dominant industry didn't intimidate me at all. Right. And um and and I always strived to be the best. No matter what you're doing uh, in business and even just generally in life, marketing and sales skills are useful. Yeah. Because it's just it, used wrong, it's it can be evil because I'm manipulating you, and yeah. it can be gross and slimy. But uh, used correctly, uh, all you're doing is making a clear, concise point in a way that's understandable. Yes. That's it. Or at the higher level, being a good listener. Mm-hmm. That's it's what it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. But, you know, marketing is about talking and, and, and sales is about listening. Yes, but, very um, much so. Yeah, and that's, that's something that uh, people conflate all the time. They, they, they don't understand that at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, those skills are still helping you now with your with the ventures that that you're in now. Yeah, very much so. What yeah. are you gonna, What are you going to do with uh, the Reiki when you hit Reiki Master and all that? Are you is it just for fun or well, just something to do, just for the sake of doing it? It started out. It has been for fun, and I had this conversation with Kara yesterday because she's like, "Now I have my Reiki too. I could open up a practice," and I and I kind of laughed because I was like, "Oh, I never really thought about that." <laughs> so um for now for now it's just it's just for me um my healing and my husband and you know my friends and and um and then we'll see where where it goes how many levels are there there there's three levels there's three yeah and And then then you come the master and then as a master you're you can teach reiki master blaster yeah master reiki blaster yeah and i and i love um i'm very passionate about teaching okay so um that might be something i do down the road too is um, become a master level so I can teach other people. And so, yeah. All right. It's kind of like stay tuned with me. <laughs> yeah. It's, you're, I, you're like the weather in Alberta. If I, you don't like what you I, see, you wait five minutes. Yeah, kind of. And it's it's just, I don't know. I'm just so loving life right now because there's so many amazing things out there. And there's days where I wake up and I'm like, you know, cuddle with my dogs. It's like, hmm, what should mommy do today? What should I work on today? <laughs> it's like World's your oyster. Totally. Well, that beats the hell out of crawling out of bed and... and uh, everything that you got just to go make a pot of coffee, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, and, and that, uh, a big part of that is having a project. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a project, if you're not learning something and then you're just dragging your ass out of yeah. bed every day, yeah. you know, uh, so whether somebody's a business owner or whether they have a job, 
find a project, something yeah. that you're passionate about. Yeah. You don't have to make any money at it. Just have a project. Yeah. You know, whether you're rebuilding a motorcycle in the garage or uh, learning carpentry or knitting a sweater, it doesn't matter. But have something to do so that you can have that sense of accomplishment once it's done. Exactly. Or write a 273-page yeah. book. <laughs> you can do that as well. Yeah. It's uh, only takes a thousand hours or so. <laughs> Have at her, yeah, exactly. but um, the the bigger the hill, uh, the more satisfying once you get to the top. Yes, I'm still not climbing Everest though. Screw that. <laughs> I don't want to see all the frozen dead bodies all the way up. I'm like, whoa, little climber monuments all over the place. Are you um, uh, an outdoors girl at all? Um, I have to kind of laugh at this. Um, yes and no. Yes and no. <laughs> uh, we used to do a lot of camping until we moved out to Black Diamond. And we, we would go hiking in the trails with our dogs, and then we came across some bears. That'll do it. And that scared the crap out of me. Anybody yeah. get hurt? And No, we were okay. And um, our dogs, thank God at the time, we could call them. They were off leash. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And they were Australian shepherds, so they they would have. They want to herd the yeah, bears. Yeah. So it was like. And they're not scared either. No. And so it was like, Rebel, Dixie, come. And then I trained them really well. So they came and we grabbed their collars and. And then we're walking around to get, go back to our fifth wheel. And it was funny after that, I just bought brand new hiking boots and I kind of took them off. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. No, I'm good. Right. I, That's it. Was, My wife would be exactly the same I way. I was terrified that every time now, like I was, um, I had a, um, oh, one of the other things I'm doing too is retreats. Okay. <laughs> and so I had my first retreat this summer and I had it at my house. And uh, we were going to go um, into the, the Sheep River Falls mm -hmm. and go journal under the falls. Um, cool. Yeah. And it, I had this beautiful day planned out, but then the weather kind of changed. So we, we kind of went with the flow of the day. But um, I was laughing because that's the first time I would have been <laughs> back out that area in a long time. But my husband had to laugh. He's like, oh, you want to go hiking with me out there with Joe? Go journal by the falls. I'm like, yeah, this is the new me. <laughs> <laughs> As long as there's no bears, I'm yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good. So I said to him, I said, oh, don't worry. I said, well, um, and so with the girls, I said, there'll be more retreats coming. So yeah, yeah, that's definitely um, another thing I have been, have got on the go-to is retreats. And um, one of the things I, I'm kind of passionate about is I want to do couples retreats in Europe. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And whereabouts in Europe? Um, well, I want to start with Tuscany. Okay. And Not a bad place and to start. have a beautiful villa in Tuscany. Yeah. That's next so, on the list. Yeah, yeah. Exciting stuff. So I've been, well, it's another one of the programs I've been taking is um, a retreats program called Retreats Made Profitable. And it was the lady who had the retreat that I went to in April. Okay. She now teaches a course. So that's the other course I've been taking too. So so there is definitely an opportunity. Grass does not grow retreats. under <laughs> the feet of Shauna Roche. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. As I say it, I'm like, oh my God, that sounds um, crazy. But as you hear yourself out loud, yeah. and now you can hear yourself again and again and again as you go I through know. the show. But the cool part is, it's like, I'm looking at your wall there where it's got the tree and it says living life. And I'm like, I'm totally living my life and loving every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> Shauna, thank you for being on the show today. <laughs> Appreciate you being on, and um, uh, this this show, the Mindkey Show podcast, <laughs> will be on YouTube, where you can find the entire collection. Also, select episodes will be shared on uh, platforms for podcasts all over the place, from iTunes to Procast, every uh, podcast that you can download an app for, just about, um, specifically on Anchor.fm. So anchor.fm is where you can find the Mikey Show podcast in audio format. And from Anchor, it gets pushed out to all the other platforms. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs>
the Mankey Show podcast. Do do do. Thank you. <laughs>